Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out to the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all of the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Real. I am your host, Gina Keeping, and I'm super excited to be back with another episode for you today. So today, you have a solo cast with me, just me, all me, and today we're going to be talking about what does feeling off mean and how can we get past those little bumps that we have. We often don't talk about these things. People share the ups and the wins, but sharing when things maybe might feel off or when things might not be happening as planned, usually people just silently deal with it and they don't talk about those things, especially on social media platforms. Very rarely do you see the behind the scenes, the little bumps, especially in life and business. It's just this idea that things are going great all the time. And my friends, we all know this is not the case. And I feel sometimes people get embarrassed when everything is also going great, but they might have a little bump in the road or maybe there's times when they don't feel great. It's almost the stigma of you have to be grateful all the time and you have to be grateful that things are going great. So don't talk about those little bumps, right? And sometimes people get embarrassed and they feel, why should I share these things? Things are going great. Um, But that's not the case. That's really not the case. We need to be talking about these things so we can normalize the bumps in the road as we navigate life and business. But these little nudges, I like to call them, of, you know, things not feeling good. Like maybe you are listening to this and something just feels off. The business might be going great. Life is going great. You're having these magical moments with your family. But something just feels off, right? I like to call these my intuitive tools to help me stay on track with my morals, with my goals. And these little nudges help me course correct. I used to ignore these little nudges until they became big nudges, but that didn't serve me in my past. So now I make it a point not to ignore these little nudges, these feelings of being off, because I don't want them to transform into bigger problems with long lasting results. Been there, done that, got many t-shirts, not interested in getting another one. So to be totally transparent, this is a Keeping It Real podcast. For me this week, I've been feeling off. And my off, I feel, has been because I've had way too much on my plate. Now, this wasn't all work or business related. It really was a beautiful mix of seeing family, going on new adventures, making new memories. It was really a beautiful week. But it was a week of really using a lot of energy and not taking the time to replenish or fill your cup, whatever you want to call it, recharge your batteries, if you will, whatever resonates for you. 
The thing is, is that when you feel like this, it can really transfer to other areas of your life, right? So I was feeling off and I started playing the guessing game. Like, is it my relationships? Is it my business? You know, I was kind of looking at different areas of my life. But once again, the kicker is those areas, those things are going great. My business is going great. My relationships, my friendships, all those things are going great. But here's the thing of the power of not knowing why you feel off. Your brain has this need to finish a thought pattern. So it goes through all these different scenarios that are often not true. The mind shifts then go into negative thoughts and it's a cycle, right? We create new stories and scenarios even if they are so far from the truth. And we often believe things that are not true that can negatively impact other areas of our life if they're not corrected, right? So despite things going great in many areas, I found myself you know, feeling really drained and just I couldn't get in my own way certain times this week and I was really starting to question and then some limiting beliefs came in and to be quite honest, I almost didn't record this podcast today, but luckily I use some of my true try techniques, which I'm going to share with you later, that helped me get out of that little funk to get off that train and to then pop on and do this recording, which I'm going to share the things that I use when I'm feeling off. So we have to be super careful. And for me in particular, I have, uh, I'm recovering from burnout. So my tolerance is a lot lower in terms of energy um, expenditure. And I have to be super careful where I put my energy, right? And make sure that I'm replenishing it on a daily basis. My tolerance, like I said, is a lot lower. So I can't do what I used to. And that's just something I've had to come to realize. I'm getting better and all of the things that I'm doing is increasing my energy, my tolerance and all those things. But my reality right now is that I just can't do all the things that I used to. And to be quite honest, I don't want to ever get back to that um, level that I was living because it wasn't healthy. So the whole idea is to really do some self-reflection and to say, okay, I'm feeling off. I'm getting these little nudges. What's going on? Right? Sometimes it could be a bunch of things. Sometimes it's just one but you have to really tap into what's going on. So I have identified a series of warning signs that are consistent for me. I get super tired, my energy is low, I can't get in my own way, I lose focus, I feel unmotivated even in things that usually light me up, I might feel overwhelmed, and then my brain fog comes back. So when I have these things, it's my body's way of saying, Gina, pay attention. And that is what my warning signs are for me to kind of look up and I'm ignoring something. So before I move any further, I encourage you to ask yourself, like, what are your warning signs? What are your things that make you go, oh, wait a minute, something's not right. I need to change something up. Maybe it is low energy. Maybe it's you're irritable. Maybe you can't focus. Maybe you just get angry over things. I really encourage you to stop and say, what are my warning signs? What are the things that my body is doing that's telling me I need to wake up? And I want you to, when you're looking at these things, I don't want you to judge them. And I want to really change how we look at these little warning signs because it's not failure and it's not something to be ashamed about. Rather, it's these little love taps from your soul that's saying, wake up, pay attention. There's something not right. And over the years, I know what refills my energy and my bat or my battery, if you want to call it that. 
And for me, the things that help me come back to me and just really feel alive again, it's me time. It's quiet time. It's by the ocean. It's unplugging and it's just being. So we are going to kind of dive into what that looks like for you. But the first thing is to make sure you know what those warning signs are and not judge yourself when they're coming up. Just get curious and not be mad at, oh my goodness, I can't believe I didn't notice these things before. So the flip side of that is I just told you the things that fill my cup back up. But I encourage you to do the same. What makes you feel like yourself? What things help you replenish your energy that makes it energy of yours come back and you come back to life. And if you don't know, experiment. Do one thing every single day that you enjoy that makes you smile. This is how you know that you're coming back to yourself and this is how you get to replenish. Is the things that make you go, oh my goodness, I feel good. Maybe it's a subtle smile, maybe it's just a feeling, but figure out what fills your cup. Is it bubble baths? Is it the ocean? Is it quiet time? Is it a, you know, a Netflix uh, binge night for you? Like, what is it that makes you feel like you? Is it time with your friends? Is it maybe sitting around a fire? Maybe it's out on a hike in nature. But what works for me might not work for you. So just saying, okay, I'm going to do those things, they might not work for you. So experiment and see what are the things that make you feel good. And the thing is, if you use all of your energy all day long on things that drain you, you have to do things that bring back your energy. It's a must because most people are waking up, they are already exhausted, they start the day running, they're stressed out all day long, maybe doing something that takes a lot of their energy and is really high stress. They do that, they're exhausted, they come home. They get all their things done, maybe the kids, and then it's a rinse and a repeat. Do an energy inventory and ask yourself, what is taking all of my energy? Where is my energy going? And then ask yourself, what am I doing to give myself back your energy? And I know when you do this, it might seem like it's tedious or you're like, I don't have time for that. But seriously, sit and look at how you're filling your days. And look at what's taking your energy and what you're doing for you. And then it's up to you to make those changes. And if you're starting to create a list of the excuses of why you can't do it, then this is part of the problem. You have to change how you think about this. And if you don't change something now, you are going to be left with even bigger nudges that is going to be harder to overcome. Take it from somebody who's already been there. So take back your control and take back your power and start making small changes. I'm not saying that you have to get rid of all of your stress, but I am asking you to do one thing for yourself. And I remember I've said this on the podcast before, but a wise friend of mine had said to me before, if you aren't part of the solution, you are part of the problem. And if you're choosing to listen to your excuses and if you're choosing to sit with those things and let that be your reality, then things are not going to be... Things are not going to change, but I guarantee you that if you wait for the big nudges that you can't ignore, you will find ways to make it happen. Yet your actions have to be bigger than your excuses. And I can say this from a place of experience because for so long I held on to my my excuses. They were my identity, but until I sat with those beliefs that I had about myself and I really looked at what I've been telling myself, I realized that I had been believing some big lies and I had some healing to do. 
And a lot of my beliefs that I held on to were I was a people pleaser. I had to do what everybody else asked me to do. I was the yes lady. I didn't value myself. And I thought I had to give all of myself in my relationships, also my business relationships too. Or I needed to work my butt off to be successful in life and in my business. And for me, the rate of return was that I had to feel stressed out. So looking back now, I know that these beliefs that I had were all BS. And once I really sat with them and examined them, I realized that they were just protection mechanisms that I had in place, right? But they no longer serve the version of me who I want to be. They served a purpose at the time, but I get to choose what I believe and what I need to heal is my job. So I ask you now, what are you holding on to that's keeping you from filling up your cup, from moving forward, for reaching your goals, for stepping into something different? right? What are you believing about yourself that's simply not true? Because you have so much power, you have so much potential, but it's up to you to believe that, right? So how can you step into to overcoming this rut or these off feelings that you have? And how can you really step into this power that I'm talking about? Now, I've already done podcasts on, you know, how important it is to have an environment that supports your goals, that, you know, what you consume matters, what you think matters, reframing, and a whole bunch of other different mindset tools that, um, that I've already shared. But I'm going to share an unpopular one that I often use. Um, and it's one that I don't often talk about. And I realized this as I was overcoming my own offness this week. and. One of the most powerful tools you can have in your toolkit is self-coaching and calling yourself on your own BS. Because if you think about it, making excuses and feeling sorry for ourselves is pretty easy to settle into. It's so much easier to point the finger rather than to take control and take responsibility for where you are, right? It's so easy to point out other people's behavior and neglect to self-reflect. And it's just so easy to chop up the work that I teach, all of these podcasts, all of this work, it's so easy to misconstrue this work and point your finger rather than do the work and look within. I've had a lot of tough conversations about people saying, coming to me and say, well, Gina, like you said, boundary work, you said these things, you said these things. And while they are all tools, it's not effective tools if you don't apply them to yourself too. Just applying them to your outside world and holding everybody else accountable and not yourself is not fair. You have to be part of this work, right? You have to be part of these shifts and expecting other people to do the work and not you is just not fair, right? You have to look within and you have to call yourself on your own bullshit, your own limitations, your own stories, your own shortcomings, your own blocks, your own faults. I mean, we all have blind spots and we're so damn quick to point out everybody else's and never to look at our own. So trust me when I say, if you can call yourself out on your own BS and do some self-coaching, your growth will be tenfold. So what does this look like? What is this self-coaching piece, right? And oftentimes, instead of... For example, I told you I was feeling off this week. Instead of going, okay, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's that, and pointing all the direction outwards, 
I go in and I ask myself, Gina, what are you missing? What's triggering you? What have you not healed in this? Like, what are you, where are you playing small or playing like you don't know? Because sometimes we're like, oh, I don't know the answer, but we do. Friends, we definitely do. So it's really calling myself for me on my bullshit and coaching myself through my own blocks. And it's a really important tool that helps me if I'm off my game, even in sports and things like that. Like if I get in my head when I'm quarterbacking or something like that, I often self-coach because that is the most quickest tool you have in your toolkit. And if you call yourself on your BS, on your thoughts, on your beliefs, and you look in, you can really flip the script pretty quickly. And for some reason is that if I'm off my game, it's usually because I'm not living up to my standards and my values. I've learned this very early on. And I noticed this week for me, there were some things that I was just coasting, that I was just doing for the sake of doing them. And I wasn't truly being authentic. Now, that doesn't mean that what I was doing was wrong or that I was being malicious or anything like that. It just meant that I was forgetting some things about myself that I stand for. And that's a big deal for me. And if you think this might be something knocking you off your game or, you know, you're you're feeling off because you're not living up to your standards or, you know, maybe you're not living up to your morals. Maybe you took part in some gossip you weren't proud about. Maybe you didn't stand up in a situation where you, you knew you should. Whatever it is, maybe it's your morals that you're not living up to, which for me this week it was. So I want you to try this activity. You can either pause it or listen and come back, but I highly encourage you to grab a pen and a piece of paper and journal this out. And if you don't resonate with the journal, write it out. <laughs> just, just bear with me here. Have you ever sat down and asked yourself, like, what are your standards? What are your morals? What's important to you? What do you want to improve on? Like these are some great questions to really sit with and ask yourself because we often don't do this. We often don't go, okay, what are my standards? Everybody else tells us what their standards are and morals that we need to live by. But I found when I really tapped into who I want to be, how I want to show up, what I believe, how I want to be known as, how I want to treat people, this really allowed me to tap into if I was being authentic or not. and. I journal on this several times and I came out with a bunch of different standards that I want to live by. These are not standards that other people have put on me. These are standards that I want for myself. And then what I did is I broke them down into different pillars so I could do regular check-ins when I feel off. (laughs) So to be quite honest, the way this worked was I'm not immune to the power of the brain but I felt off, my brain started doing all of this work that it does to keep me safe and going through these different scenarios. And then instead of listening to those scenarios and going down that path and letting my mind go in a spiral that doesn't serve me, I come back to these pillars. I come back to these morals and I do a check-in to see if I'm off point. So I'm gonna share my pillars with you with the hopes that maybe you can create your own. You may have some of the similar ones, you may have some different ones, but these are seven of the ones that I've kind of umbrellaed all of my other morals underneath. So I can have a quick check-in to see, okay, Gina, are you doing what you want to be doing? Are you living up to your own morals and standards? And it just works as a very quick check-in for me. So 
The very first one for me is service and making an impact. Am I helping people? <laughs> Am I being true to the fact that my whole mission of my business and what I believe in is to help other people? That is the biggest one for me. If I'm not doing that, I'm definitely going to feel off. My second one is am I being kind, which also falls onto, uh, or which also falls under, you know, not being judgmental, being accepting, looking at different opinions, um, and just being a well-rounded individual where I am kind, even if other people are not kind to me. My third one, which is a new one that I've added, it used to be um, be my best version of myself. If you've listened to previous podcasts, you know that I'm changing the wording around that too. Am I being my favorite self? And I have some criteria under that, which I'm like, okay, am I meeting these things to be my favorite self? My fourth one is a goal check-in. Am I working on my goals? Am I taking action on the things that I want? Am I playing small in certain areas? And I also check my mindset around that piece. So it's kind of going hand in hand there. My fifth pil pillar is, am I being me? Am I being authentic? This one's a tough one sometimes because as much as I push being authentic, sometimes um, it's hard to do, you know, and I take pride in being authentic. Sometimes uh, it is a challenge. So sometimes being myself, sometimes I fall back into old beliefs. And this is a hard one for me that I keep working on and keep making it a point to show up, even if it's different, even if it's not uh, what other people would expect, even if other people don't understand. So this is one that I'm, I'm huge on. And then my sixth pillar is healthy, but maybe not in the way that you might think. For me, under the umbrella of being healthy, it's what am I eating? What am I consuming mentally? How am I moving my body? What's my environment like? For me, I have a different definition of healthy. And I look at all those categories underneath that. And then number seven, my last pillar is energy management. I always look at, Gina, are you taking your energy uh, enhancers and that's not a pill or anything that is what I do throughout my day to make sure that I have energy breaks in there am I do I have a nice balance for me and once again balance is different for everyone for me I know my balance of making sure I'm doing things to bring my energy up and then the other things that take my energy so for me I know my balance my balance may be different from yours and that is totally okay this might seem a little tedious at first, okay? You don't even need to have seven pillars, even if you have two pillars or three pillars. But knowing these things about yourself, about myself, is huge when you feel off. And it all it is is your body trying to tell you that something is off. Ignoring these and ignoring the warning signs will only lead to bigger signs and bigger nudges until you can't ignore them anymore. I'm not gonna dive into my story because most of you know it, but looking back at my journey, I realized that I ignored the small signs and those small signs then became so big that there was no way that I could ignore them anymore. Hence my burnout. So get curious when things feel off. Don't judge it. See where you can make these small changes, these mini adjustments, right? These are not like huge things. So for this week for me, I wasn't being authentic in a couple situations. I said yes to something I really didn't want to do. And there was another time where I didn't speak up in a situation where I felt I should. 
those things, they sit heavy on my heart. And I know they were resulting in me feeling a little bit off. And I also started to fall back into too much social media time, but I caught it in time, thank goodness. And man, this one is hard. I would love to hear how many of you guys struggle with social media too. But those things were contributing to me feeling off, right? So these pillars and these check-ins allowed me to identify very quickly what was knocking me off. I realized that I needed some downtime. I realized I needed to fine-tune those boundaries I had around my phone. And it really helped me bounce back, deal with those little nudges, and now I feel great again, right? So these pillars are a game changer for me. And they're unique to me too, right? So finding out what yours are and what makes you tick and what makes you get back to where you want to be is huge. And it does impact every area of your life if you don't catch it, right? And the whole idea of all this is the goal is not for these things not to happen, right? These little feelings of being off is huge because it keeps you on course to living your life the way you want to. And we don't want them to go away. They are those little indicators that help us stay on track. But we want to get better at handling them when they come up, right? We want to make sure that we are not feeling off for long, extended periods of time. We want to make sure these feelings of off doesn't transpire into something bigger or doesn't transition into other areas of our lives and impact things in a way that's really hard to come back from. So the next time you feel off, don't ignore it. Don't shove it under the rug. Investigate it, get curious, and correct it. Look for ways to refill your cup, to get rebalanced, and to find that way back to you. Give those exercises and activities a quick shot and let me know what you think of them. And that's all I have to say today on this episode. Thanks, friends, for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is Gina Keeping, and remember to keep it real and keep it fun. Thanks for spending time with me today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, feel free to take a screenshot and share this with someone that you think should hear this. If this is your very first time listening, I would really appreciate if you push that subscribe button so you can join us for all future episodes. And if you're feeling really generous, I would love for you to leave a five-star review. Be kind, folks. I'm Gina Keeping, and today we have been keeping it real. We'll see you next time.